Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This week on The Big Show, actor Anthony Ramos will join us to discuss his roles in both Monsters and Men and A Star is Born. Plus, we'll have entertainment news and reviews of the latest films, including The Hate You Give, Night School, and Smallfoot, all on the latest episode of Keeping It Real with Film Gordon. Let's go. to the big show this is keeping it real with film gordon i'm not tim gordon this week i am charles kirkland sitting in the big chair for the big man who happens to be in cincinnati this week doing his own thing so i'm happy to fill in in his place and doing this the big show here on dc radio so today we're going to be discussing uh, some of the big entertainment news of, of the day, including doing a few movie reviews. I got three of them. I'm ready to go. I got a guest with me who's here. His name is Wilson Morales from BlackFilm.com, and he's calling in, and he's going to give us some entertainment news. Wilson, are you there? I'm here. It's good to be on. I'm glad to have you, brother. It's, it's a wonderful time when you can come in and share the news of the day with us. So, so what do you have for us today? Uh, you know, the, as you know, you know, we're entering that fourth season at the end of the month when we're starting to get, starting to get a lot of quality films that's going to be talked about, you know, for fall releases, Oscar consideration. Uh, in the meantime, we have um, Night School coming out this week. Obviously, you'll probably talk about it. Kevin Hart, Tiffany Haddish, both coming off of successful films like Jumanji and Girls Trip, so hopefully that will do well in the theaters and propel Malcolm to get his second $100 million film, <laughs> if it does well. Um, you know, and you're going to be hearing Anthony Ramos earlier, you know, he's one of the rising stars we have in the, I guess, people of color community, if you want to say it like that, but he's also a good actor. Um, but just, you know, Malcolm, on the heels of Nights Coming Out, has set aside a new film coming out, I guess he's going to start shooting it at some point, uh, called Real Talk which is what they're describing as an homage to hip-hop music. So oh, that should cool. be an interesting take. We don't have any more details, but uh, you know, Malcolm's involved with the writing, so whenever you write the script, it tends to do well like the best man. All right. So um, going into this, I mean, you talked about this time of year being the Oscar season coming out, and I just got to see The Hate You Give. You've been talking about it. Have you seen anything or you want to talk about anything that's uh, coming out and that may be a surprise or something that we need to see or anything along those lines? Well, you know, like, when you're always going to be surprised what some of these movies are out. You know, another movie that's coming out uh, this weekend is uh, called Smallfoot, animated film mm-hmm. featuring the voices of Zendaya, Common, including LeBron James. I guess, you know, he's starting to do a little bit more in the <laughs> film business. Um, you know, so that that's a, a good thing to bring kids out for. Uh, you know, this is that time frame when you're starting to see quality films and people are going to come out. You know, you're not going to see so much action films unless, you know, they're going to be guaranteed blockbusters like the upcoming Halloween, which brings back Jamie Lee Curtis. Right, right. But, you know, Urban World Film Festival just ended the last weekend, and they had a good successful year. Once again, it's the 22nd year I was there. I saw the audience that come in, and they loved Widows, which is going to come out in November. That's uh, Steve McQueen's new movie starring Viola Davis and Cynthia Erivo. And then uh, um, you're going to talk about it. I've been talking about it. The Hate You Give, a sort of Black Lives Matter movie that stars Amanda Stenberg, as well as Regina Hall and Russell Hornsby and Issa Rae, her first film. Mm, uh, in yes. a way, her basically first film now that she's had insecurity be successful. 
Right. I don't know if she did anything before that that you didn't know who she was, but this was her first song where people would know who she is. Right, right. And it, it was certainly a, a surprise because I did not know that she was in the film. And then as I sit in the screener and she appears on the screen and everyone in the audience kind of gives this like, oh my gosh, moment. So it was really good to see her in that film. Yeah, and you know, congrats. It's, it's coming out next week in the limited theaters before it blows uh, into nationwide on October 19th, but it's good to see her in a strong, supporting, serious role, you know? Yes. Um, obviously, she's a comedian, and Insecure is much more of a dramedy, but, you know, here she's, you know, no, there's no funniness with her character. No. You know, there's no comedy, and there's no laughter, so that's good to see her show that sort of range. Um, and like I said, you know, we're getting a crop of new actors on the scene. You know, the New York Film Festival will start beginning this Friday, and one of the films that's going to be appearing at the festival is If Beale Street Could Talk. Oh, yeah. You know, it's appropriate. It plays in New York. It's set in Harlem. It's based on the James Baldwin novel. It's going to have its premiere at the Apollo Theater. So that should be uh, a site for people to come out to support. You know, it's not going to be in a regular theater that's in downtown Manhattan. Right, right. Uh, hopefully I will be able to get to see each other there, are you going to go for the screening of that at, at the uh, Harlem at, in Harlem? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you go just to kind of feel that vibe, and you know, everybody right. want to be there. So, like, it's always a good atmosphere. Okay. Now, a, a moment ago, you mentioned about LeBron James being in um, Smallfoot, and yesterday, well, in the last show, we had a discussion about he he's core. Uh, co- combining with Coogler to do Space Jam 2. How do you feel about uh, Space Jam 2 with LeBron James as a, st- as a star? Well, you know, they've been talking about doing it for years. You know, if, if it wasn't going to be with Kobe or anybody else, obviously LeBron is the right person to do it. Um, whether or not it's going to be successful, who knows? You know, it's, uh, it's, you know, Michael Jordan was hot at the time when he did it. LeBron is hot right now. Right. You know, Ryan Kugel getting behind it adds a lot more weight, meaning that, you know, Ryan's pretty much the hottest guy right now coming off of Black Panther. Exactly, know? yeah. Um, so, like, when you say LeBron James is doing it, you're going to have your, okay, we'll see, and then you have your naysay. But when you attach a golden hot name like Ryan Kugel to the ticket, it brings more eyes to it. Exactly. And and Tim is of the impression that it's going to be a success just based on the, off the fact that, that Kugler is involved. Um, however, I'm of the opinion that, you know, even the great Ryan Kugler can have one down movie here and there, somewhere oh, yeah. you know, in his career. I always believe you're only as good as your last project, you know? <laughs> Exactly. It's, it's rare for somebody <laughs> to keep going on. You know, you've had those actors like Tom Cruise and Will Smith had – uh, a number of successes before you know the light started dimming or dimming. Right. Uh, but you know, but they're still they're still in the game. Um, so like, and it's early in Ryan's career, so we don't know yet. You know, it's it's too early to speculate how it's going to be. I'm sure there's going to be other voices added to it besides LeBron. You know, and it's CGI and everything else. So you know, it's way too early. Sometimes you hear this talk, and automatically, you know, we all want to jump to. Uh, conversations and so forth, but I'm like, let's make it happen. LeBron still has to get through L.A. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, and we all know that the, that's the reason why he moved from Cleveland to L.A. in the first place, is so that he can be involved in the in the movie culture out there. So uh, we'll see how it goes for him. Maybe he'll be. Yeah, moving. I wouldn't say he necessarily <laughs> moved out there to be involved in movie culture. I just think you know, great to L.A. and Cleveland are apples and oranges. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Okay. So, so uh, also we talked about Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan just signed on to do uh, the, the uh, Tom Clancy movies, uh, Rainbow Six, and, and others. Do you have any uh, news, uh, notes or news about that? Well, yeah. Well, he's playing John Clark, which is a character most people are not familiar with. He's not playing Jack Ryan. Right. A whole different story. So, John Clark, it's it's interesting because he's the only. Other, if you're a Tom Clancy fan and you read those novels, he's the only other name that's mostly known. Mm-hmm. In the film, I think it was played twice, one by William Defoe in Clear and Prison Danger, and then the other one was played by Lee Schreiber um, in the film that's The Sum of All Fears, which stars Ben Affleck. So, you know, having Michael play that role is good, you know, because it's a series, it's a set films and it shows that Paramount is committed to making a series or franchise film using him. Right. So, you know, so 
Michael, at the age of, I think he's 33 or 34, I think 33, you know, he's blossoming, you know. He's got, you know, obviously Black Panther. He, he's got Creed 2 coming up, which they just released a new trailer. Oh. You know, that builds excitement, <laughs> you know. So, you know, he, he and he's, I think, producing films using um, inc- uh, an inclusion clause in his films. So he's definitely making a name for himself behind the scenes. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. When when you mentioned Michael B. Jordan and and, and Creed too, my my producer in the other room just almost fainted because <laughs> she had just seen the the trailer for the second movie. Yeah, because you know that's gonna be an interesting. You know, it's uh, it's November. It's bringing back a lot of familiar faces. You got um, the character Ivan Drago coming back, and uh, I think that the premise is that Michael B. Jordan, that his son wants to challenge Michael B. Jordan's son. He saw another generation of uh, Drago versus Creed, and we saw we know how it happened in the first one. Right. So, it'll be interesting. It's a new director, Stephen Capo Jr. Um, so, you know, just like, I guess, Rocky won Best Picture, and two was more of a commercial film, Hopefully this is more than just a commercial film and we can start putting Michael in the Oscar races just as well. Well, you know, in the conflict uh, with uh, Drago, uh, Apollo was killed, right? So do, do, you, do you think we could maybe have Rocky get killed in, in Creed too, and that uh, we move uh, on from there? Probably not. You know, at the end of the day, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, if you would have killed him in the first time, I don't think Creed would have been successful. Yeah, yeah probably you know? so. So you, you need Stallone for all sorts of reasons. I agree. I agree. Well, uh, any any last comments that you want to make about anything that's happening before we uh, move on? Well, no, you know, it's like besides films, you know, you have, oh, yeah, you know, if, if you haven't got a chance to see it, sometimes it's easy to kind of overlook the stuff that's on Netflix. But Sanaa Lathan is starring in Napoli Ever After, which is a oh, film. Yeah. It's playing on Netflix. You know, some of these Netflix movies are either going to make theaters, like Roma, which is coming out, or they're, you know, they're meant for, I guess, the small screen in a way. But nevertheless, a film is still a film. And, uh, you know, it's a romantic comedy starring uh, Sanaa Lathan. Um, where she, you know, to discover herself and love, she chops off her head completely mm. goes bald. So, you know, <laughs> people are, have been watching it, they've been commenting on it. So, you know, if you're not going to go outside and you're going to be home and you're going to watch something on your phone or on the tablet or anywhere else, there's Napoli Ever After to look for. All right, that sounds great. All right, so uh, last comments. T- uh, can you tell us where we can find you, Wilson? Well, you can always find me over at blackfilm.com, which is the same words you use for uh, Instagram as well as Twitter and Facebook. All right. Thank you very much, Brother Ramos, for being on the show with me today and not Tim Gordon. I'm Charles Kirkland, and this, and I appreciate you being here with us. All right. Until the next week. All right. Till next week. Well, thank you very much, and that will come back after after a break. We'll be talking a little bit about some uh, entertainment, some special entertainment news that's happening this week. So keep it here with Keeping It Real with Film Gordon on DC Radio 96.3 HD4. That's dcradio.gov. We'll be back. A new world hang outside the window Beautiful and Welcome back to The Big Show. This is Keeping It Real with Film Gordon on DC Radio 96.3 HD4, dcradio.gov. I'm Charles Kirkland sitting in the big chair. I I got the calm today. This is the takeover episode. Tim Gordon is out in Cincinnati doing his thing at the Over the Rhine Festival. And if you're in Cincinnati, you can check him out over there. But today... This is the takeover, like I said, and I'm, I'm I do a show called the DC Film Life, and I'm bringing on a guest from that show that I used to do, that used to do the show with me. His name is Mike Bryant. He's over at iHeartRadio. How you doing, Mike? I'm good. How are you doing? Man, it's been a while. Have, how's things going over there at, at, uh, on your side of the world? Other great man. I'm having a great time here, enjoying my time. All right. I hear you haven't had an opportunity to to watch the trailer parks, so I'm not going to talk about Captain Marvel and that that great Dark Phoenix 
trailer with you, <laughs> but you, you definitely need to check them out. We can talk about that at another date. But um, the big news of this week is about inmate number NN7687, otherwise known as William uh, Cosby, who hmm. uh, back in February he was found guilty of, of uh, assault, uh, sexual assault and his conviction was handed down this week and he is now an inmate in the Philadelphia correction system. And knowing that you're a guy from Philadelphia, I was going to, I want love to talk to you about your reactions, how you feel about what's happening to uh, Bill Cosby. I, it's a, I think it's more of a shocking feeling to me, you know, what's going on with Bill Cosby. It's just a, I've never seen someone have such a huge fall from grace, uh, when it, especially him who was so revered as uh, uh, a great comedian, a uh, mentor, um, an educator. It just, it's very interesting that this is, we've gotten to this point now that Bill Cosby is going to, pretty much he's going to jail. You know, uh, we live in a world where that's happening at this point. And it just, it makes you question a lot of things because this is a guy that a lot of people refer to as a model citizen mm. and a, just a great all-around human being. And it, it's just a crazy fall from grace when it, it comes to him. It really is. And, and I, I think we mentioned when we were doing the show together that Bill Cosby was a mentor of mine, a, a, a guy that I used to uh, follow and revere both in comedy and acting and movies or whatever. And Tim Gordon has a ministry, I would say ministry, but a, a part of his work that he calls Uptown Saturday Night, where we do we do films. And, uh, and, and of course, Uptown Saturday Night being one of the movies that he starred in, early in, his, in earlier in his career, it's really uh, bracing to see where, how far that, like you said, this guy has come from where he's been, what he's done. How, what he's done for the community, and all of a sudden now he's been brought down so low as to be, I mean, and and, and we we talked about OJ and other people who've had a fall from grace, but this seems to be more of a precipitous fall than anyone else that we've ever seen before. That from the highest of heights to this low that he's that he's gotten to, and I'm not saying whether he deserves it, whether he's guilty or innocent, and we've discussed, I've discussed that in the past. But it is really, like you said, shocking to sit hear how a guy who's, like you said, attended Temple University and has a master's there has been a spokesperson for Jello for 25 plus years, Grammy Awards, Emmy Awards, um, movies, I mean, Naval Academy, and everything that he's done. And now we're, we're, we get to see him. The, the, the joke last was that. He was served jello in the prison yesterday when he was in in there for and it's just weird and ironic and uncomfortable, you know what I mean? Yeah, it definitely is a very uncomfortable uh thing to see. Uh and you know, it's uh, he's been sentenced to 3 to 10 years and they're saying that he could get out before that, but this is a man who's basically I I affectionately call it the back nine of life. Mm-hmm. And he's going to spend he's going to spend a lot of time in in our prison system. It's it's just it's so astounding. It's so shocking. Every time I hear about it, every time I see him on on the news, it's just very shocking. It's it's going to take a minute for uh, to me for me to really um, get used to it. The the worst part of it for me is knowing he's like you said he's got a three to ten sentence that he's going to be doing in jail and he's definitely got to do the three and he could end up doing 10 at at 81 years old how uh, there's no guarantee that he's going to even make it out of prison at before and what kind of legacy does that leave for the man if he dies in jail i mean oj got an opportunity he's been released now he can uh somewhat rebuild his life we even saw on tmz where he was talking to uh, the the guys about how Cosby should behave in jail. He's got an opportunity. He's getting an opportunity to be, to rebuild himself. But we're looking at Cosby. If he dies in prison, 
there's no redemption for him after all of this is said and done, whether he deserves it or not. There, there will be no chance for that if he passes away. You know what I mean? No, not at all. There is no redemption for him if he does pass away. Uh, and for some, they may say that he doesn't need it. And that's, I'm sure that's their opinion about a lot of things, but um, you're right. For, for a guy like him at his age, and if he passes away in, in jail, there is no redemption for him. There is no way for him to really make up for, if there is a way for him to make up for what he's done. He doesn't even get an opportunity. Right. Is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. He doesn't even get the opportunity. So what does that? I mean, so what does that mean for his career? I mean, he, you've got the Bill Cosby show that he did in the '60s. You got I Spy. You got the Fatter Albert and the Cosby Kids. You got, the, of course, everyone knows the Cosby show that ran on NBC for a long time. Uh, what does it say toward his legacy? Uh, I mean, I, I know that. Uh, the walk of the walk of fame said they're going to keep his star still out there even after he goes to jail even after he's gone to jail it's going to stay but uh the question is will people play the show anymore will people watch the show anymore does that does it taint the legacy of everything else that he's done that's such a tough that's such a tough question to really ask uh, because you look back, you know, the things that he has done, he's done a lot of good things. And and some will say probably that a, a lot of things that he, he's done has um, was to cover up the things that he may or may have he's done badly. I don't know. I wasn't there. And so I'm not it's not my it's not my job to judge the man. But it, it what sucks is that this is what's going to happen. Like. This is this is what people are going to remember him for. This is what people are going to talk about, mm-hmm. and it seems like when that happens, all the good that he has done will will, will basically be undone. Yeah, and I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be extremely difficult for people to remember him in such a good light, it, it, like with all the stuff that's gone down. So this is, I mean, it's a great question. And I think that the, the society we live in today will judge him extremely harshly. And I think that his legacy will, will be forever tainted. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's unfortunate because he has been, he was such a uh, beacon of hope for African American, for the African American community. And uh, it, it, it's difficult now to justify the good yeah, because yeah. of the, the things that he's accused of. Well, I, I know the the one equalizer in that in this is always, and I hate to be morbid about it, but it, it would be his passing, I think, in that just like, um, and a lot of people don't remember that Michael Jackson was accused of child molestation and all those things. And now that he's passed on, everyone just remembers him as the king of pop and, as, and the legacy becomes his work. And this may be the only redemption that remains for Bill Cosby is that even after, you know, if he does survive and is released from jail, he's not going to do anything as far as movies or his career it, it may only be his passing in which the that will be released and let go, and he may be able to be remembered for the work that he has left behind, the things, the the positive things that he's left behind. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, it, I unfortunately I, I have to agree with you that uh, the only way that he may get some justification for the good things that he has done is if he was to pass, and that's. It really is a morbid way to think about it, but it also makes it makes a lot of sense. It does, it does, and and like I said, it's unfortunate that we have to think about think along those lines. But that's pretty much what it may have to take for it to happen for there to be any healing on the line of, of Cosby. What now? I, I don't know if you have the finger on the pulse of of Philadelphia, but has there been any? Any response or any uh, statements or comments or things that you know of that people are saying in that city? Not, not that I know of. No, like I, I don't, 
I don't think anybody's really like talking about it. It's it's, it's kind really, of really. Like- it's kind of like everyone's in shock and they don't they don't know what to say. And then whenever someone does say something it comes out kind of in, inappropriate like um I forgot what the one comedian who said that Cosby needs to die and and it 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 just it's just like you said and, and when we started that it's really shocking and really hard to to grasp. It really is. For sure. Uh, I'm Charles Kirkland. We're on you're on film Gordon. The Keeping It Real with Film Gordon on 96.3 HD4 DCRadio.gov. I'm talking with Michael Bryant about the big controversy surrounding Bill Cosby and, and his legacy. Moving on, though, I want, uh, the other legacy part of this may be the actions that come afterwards now that uh, Cosby has been found guilty and sentenced to jail. Uh, does this open the floodgates for all these these other people who have been accused, like Weinstein, and we got hearings going on on Kavanaugh going on right now? Do you think that uh, this 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 uh, decision that this incarceration may just let it all go for Hollywood, and that they may uh, go ahead and the Me Too movement will take over and wipe the slate clean? Again, another good question. And I think that, uh, in my in my opinion, I think this does set a precedent. Yeah. Uh, I believe that it sets a precedent for people who have been accused, who have done these these, these terrible crimes, that 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 you're not safe. That just because you you are highly regarded, make a lot of money, have good lawyers, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you are above this above this the the judicial system and that you should be definitely be aware because this this really is a huge a huge deal it really it does set a precedent with Cosby going to being being sentenced and now going to jail and uh, people people like Harvey Weinstein should be should be very wary about Mm -hmm. moving forward absolutely at this point like it's it's because it's it means that you're not just going to get a, use your celebrity to get out of something. And I'm not saying Cosby tried to. I'm just saying that he is no longer safe. It brings you down a couple of times. Yeah. It yeah. brings you down to this, uh, I use, put this in quotes, but normal way of life where everyone's accountable for their actions. And so I, I think this is going to uh, really open the floodgates. I think so. I think I think it really is going to go. Well, Cos- if Cosby can go to jail and be convicted, so can you. You are not above this. And he was America's sweetheart. He was America's dad. So if America's dad can go to jail, mm-hmm. what does that say for anybody else who who is accused and 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 goes to trial? Well, I hope that's true. And, and you know, there's always the uh, racial impact of, of these things and how they can, uh, you know, this is a, a black man ultimately that's gone, that's been sentenced and gone to jail. So hopefully the, the um, precedent is set not just because he's a black man, but because he is that entertainer who has that status and that uh, everyone of that status will be judged the same. And it's not just happening for someone who is a man of color, you know? Yes, I agree. Yeah, well, let's hope that that remains, uh, for a lack of a better term, as as pure as it can be without it becoming something like that. Because the, the goal is to um, get justice for the people who were wrong. That's the point. It doesn't matter whether what race you are, what, what ethnicity you are, that's what matters getting justice for those people okay all right now, uh, to, just to lighten up the tone a little bit i got i'm gonna ask you another <laughs> question because <laughs> okay we can we can go down that 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 rabbit hole for a, a long way i was just on the phone with wilson morales from blackfilm.com and i asked him what he thought of ryan coogler coogler and lebron james getting together on space jam 2 which just was reported last week i know you're a big coogler fan I don't know how you feel about LeBron James, but how do you feel about uh, LeBron James trying to uh, take on the Space Jam franchise? I, I which is funny because I was just talking to a buddy of mine about this. 
I believe that if anybody could do it, mm-hmm. it's Ryan Coogler. Uh, just based off the things that he did with the, with Creed, and because essentially people believe that this whole Rocky series was done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, based off the last Rocky, it didn't it didn't do so well. So, but then you then you bring in Creed, which is a twist on on what it is. You know, the original story. It goes a different direction. It focuses on not Rocky, but it focuses on Apollo Creed's son. And I believe the one guy that probably could pull this off is Ryan Coogler. And but it could also fail miserably. <laughs> this is also like it's it, And the thing is, is Ryan Coogler's on a hot streak. Yes, he is. He is. He is probably. Uh, I think someone said that he. Um, he is probably one of the most successful young directors who has was able to basically p- produce hits. In right. His first, what, three or four films? Right, something right. Something like that. Like, <laughs> he's very successful. And so he's on a hot streak. And sometimes that hot streak doesn't last forever. <laughs> so it would be terrible if this is the movie that his hot streak ends on. But I also have faith in him. I think he's a very smart guy. I think he's also very respectful of the uh, of of. Uh, history of movies and what they mean to people and the nostalgia that goes along with movies and I think if he can pull this off I think he'd be, he's going to be one of the best ones out there because he is going to be that go-to guy who can who can respect these things yeah respect absolutely properties yeah. so uh, I think I think it's going to be very very interesting Okay. All right. So you're another one of those people who are in the corner of Ryan Coogler versus <laughs> whether it's LeBron James, but um, you're, you're putting your chips in on the Coogler side of that equation, not the LeBron James side, correct? Absolutely. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, um, as we get towards the end of this segment, um, tell us where we can hear you, Michael. Tell us what's going on in your life, where we can find you, what we, what, what we can do to hear your, your voice. Well, I'm on uh, 98.7 WMZQ uh, Sunday nights from 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. Uh, I also have a podcast called The Mike and Eric Experience, which you can find on the iHeartRadio app. And, uh, and that's pretty much it. it. That's what pretty you know keeps me pretty busy. But those are the things that I'm, I'm currently on. You can hear me on. I'm working on. All right, and I have to say the Mike and Eric experience is a laugh riot. If you guys, if if you ever get a chance to check it out, check that one out as well. So. I appreciate you, big man. I'm glad you could get in on the show with me. And, and it's like homecoming, the, the film life homecoming right here on, on, on DC Radio. <laughs> well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. All Anytime right. Anytime I can help, I'm here for you. I appreciate it, brother. That's my brother from another mother. That's Michael Bryant, who was, was my co-producer on the DC Film Life. And now he is the uh, running the Mike and Eric experience. And you can hear him on iHeartRadio on WMZQ. Uh, Sunday nights from 10 to 12. I thank him for being here with me and helping me out in in this spot where I'm taking over Tim Gordon's show. You are listening to Keeping It Real with Film Gordon on DC Radio 96.3 HD4, dcradio.gov. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this. Hey, this is Kevin Wilmot, director of CSA, Confederate States of America, and you're listening to The Big Show, keeping it real with Film Gordon on Film Gordon Radio. Back to life, back to reality, back to life, back to reality. Show. I'm Charles Kirkland sitting in the chair for Tim Gordon doing the, the Keeping It Real with Film Gordon broadcast here on DCRadio.gov. Our next guest has been a force of nature for the past two years. From his work in the groundbreaking play Hamilton 
to reprising Mars Blackman in the Netflix series She's Gotta Have It. Anthony Ramos is red hot. Over the next two weeks, he'll appear in both the indie favorite Monsters and Men and this year's early Oscar favorite, A Star is Born. He sat down with show correspondent Wilson Morales earlier this month at the Toronto Film Festival to discuss his upcoming projects. Listen to this. This, this project came, I put myself on tape uh, probably in February and came back around, came back around in like April. And uh, they were like, yeah, you know, they want to see you for this role again. And, and, and I was like, wow, damn. You know, I saw, I saw the names on the marquee. You know, you get that breakdown, and it's like Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. And the role, I mean, it just goes on and on. And, and I was like, I'll never get this part. But <laughs> here we are, yeah. Toronto Film Festival, three auditions later, <laughs> you know. How would you best describe your character? He's 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 her, her best friend, man. He's that real person in her life that supports her till the end. You know, whether she's singing in the living room or singing at, in the stadium, like he's that guy that tells her she he, he loves her when when she's going through, you know, when, in the good and the bad. You know, he's there for her uh, 100% and, and uh, supports her to the fullest and, and just wants to see her win no matter what. So. I, in, in a way, you know, Ramon, besides her dad, you know, you feel like he's kind of like that like that secret kind of backbone for her that kind of just like he gives her that little nudge whenever she needs it, you know. And, uh, and, uh, and, then, and then we see Bradley and, and, and Allie's relationship unfold, and then we see Bradley become that for her. But, but Ramon always still being that constant, you know, that constant real one in her life, you know. You've got a musical background. How is it that they not find that aspect for you as well? Well, you know, I had I had written a few songs, and uh, you know, and, and you know, I came into the movie. I was one of the, the last cast me- cast members to be cast, you know. So, and Brad didn't even know I was writing songs until uh, I, someone may, may, may he have told him. Didn't know you were Hamilton, though, right? He did. He <laughs> did. You know, and 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 he he wanted me to sing in the film. There was a moment where um, I possibly was going to sing. Uh, I, I sent him a few songs. He picked one. We tried it in the scene, but it uh, it it. There was, uh, you know, the story, you know, like Bradley said, the story was, was, was always, is always the master, you know, when it comes to uh, making anything, man. And, and he just, you know, the, 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 the song didn't really fit with the story as much as, uh, as much as it did when we filmed it, you know? Now, most of your scenes were Gaga. Talking about that chemistry, getting to know her during the film and even now, you know, is their friendship or is it just work? Yeah, I mean, my relationship, you know, Stephanie's dope. You know, we've only really worked together and hung out on set, but but every time we've gotten to spend time with one another, it's it's been it's been amazing, man. It's been so dope, and and uh, you know, it's 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 really been special. And and every little moment we get, you know, when there's so many people around and all the time, you know, any any nuggets you get, any moments of just uh, just. Me and her, you know, I really, I really uh, cherish still, and 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 it's dope now being on this journey together with this movie and get still like we're, we're, we're all getting to know each other. It was so fast and furious. This ride. movie. This is gonna go to the dance. You know, they're going. This is going to the big dance. We'll say it early now without breaking it down. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we them out to guys. Yeah. <laughs> now you also have another. You know, the shine is the sun is shining right now. You also have monsters and men. You know, yeah. you're one of the leading actors along with John David and, mm-hmm. and Kelvin. Uh, um, Talking about doing that role for Ronaldo. Yeah, I mean, that was awesome. You know, that that was a complete opposite experience from this. You know, that was a small indie, and we shot that in New York. I I, I did probably seven days on that movie because um, I was shooting Godzilla in Atlanta at the same time, and and it was it was uh, but it was a blessing, man, to, to come to set. And and when you're shooting a movie like that, being able to to be with the director and the DP Pat Scully, and and I'm involved in the conversations as far as what the shots are going to be and maybe how we should you know set this up or or. You know, maybe we should try this, we should try that. I mean, it was so collaborative, dude. And and, and I'm from Brooklyn, uh-huh. and that's a that's a Brooklyn story. That's and, a, and that's you know, a, you know, did you watch the Eric Garden tape before or after? I did. I watched it before. You know, I had seen it already, and um, and it, I mean, it's 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 something. I mean, it's it's crazy to think that. You know, that cops are getting away with stuff like that. That just people can get away with. Uh, 
with with doing that and getting caught on tape and then uh, not reprimanded. Uh, you know, I think it's it's <laughs> it's tough to swallow, but um, but to be a part of a film that gives so many perspectives, we also get to see the perspective of a cop, mm-hmm. which uh, I have many cops in my family, and I've had many of these conversations with them. So to see it on screen, which I've never seen before, was something that was truly special to me and is special to me. And I, I think is going to be something that is unique from any other movie that has ever been made about this particular topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be a piece of... And, you know, you know I don't know if you want to go on the record. We'll decide no, no. That. Talk to me about working with Jasmine on the same page. <laughs> Yo, working, I mean, working with Jasmine, being able to, you know, work with my other half, that's like, that's a dream. You know, we, we, we worked together in Hamilton, and that's how we met. We've been together for three and a half years now, you know, and it's been amazing. And, um, you know, and then now, fast forward, you're working with your girl on this film, and, uh, and you know, we're, we're in this apartment and you see I see her come out of the room after she changed into a costume for the first time with this pregnant belly and you know like we ain't got a kid yet, <laughs> you know but it's it's it was uh there was this kind of level of excitement and like like nervousness and like like uh joy that came over me to 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 to, to see her come out and it was it was funny like you know in, in in the fitting I would like feel on her belly and like there's no baby in there obviously but it, it was just so dope to it was so dope to like pretend, you know, uh, uh, in in a, pretend to live this life that we're not living, but you know, uh, God willing, we hope to live uh, together later on. And then she's got to have it season two. What are we expecting from your characters here? It's a whole new page now. It's a whole new page. We got we got a lot of good surprises. We traveled this year, which is amazing. Uh, we went to Martha's Vineyard and we went to uh, Puerto Rico. So. Um, the Puerto Rico episode, in my personal opinion, is is my is my 100% favorite. I've been doing, I've been working with uh, an organization that's been doing a lot of work after the hurricane out there, and and Spike knew about it, and Lemon Anderson, who one of our writers on on the show, introduced me. He was the one that made the introduction with the Maria Fund, and and we were able to. Um, to incorporate uh, some some in- incredible and meaningful stuff into the show this season that I'm incredibly proud of and uh, and excited for the people uh, to see, man. I saw some clips in ADR, man, and I'm super hyped, bro. <laughs> Special thanks go out to Anthony Ramos for sharing his thoughts. Monsters and, Re- and Men opens this week while you can see him in A Star is Born next week. That's two big movies in two weeks in a row. Way to go, Anthony Ramos. We'll take a big break right now and come back with our final segment where I'll be reviewing a couple movies, three movies to be exact. We'll, be, we'll take a break right now and come back with our final segment. You're listening to The Big Show, Keeping It Real with Film Gordon on DC Radio 96.3 HD4. That's DCRadio.gov. We'll be right back. the show and this week's reviews are brought to you by the experience film through the eyes of a true film addict check out all of our film content at the there are a number of new films opening in theaters this week but before we begin cue the music
We start with one of the favorite Sundance films finally seeing the light of day this week. And first up is a movie called Smallfoot. Smallfoot follows a group of Yeti who come across a human with each species thinking the other was just a myth. Co-written and directed by Carrie Kirkpatrick with co-direction by Jason Rasick, the story is based on the book Yeti Tracks by Sergio Pablos and features the voice work of Channing Tatum, James Corden, Zendaya, Common, LeBron James, Gina Rodriguez, Danny DeVito, Yara Shahidi, Eli Henry, and Jimmy Tatro. Here is a short clip from Small Foot. There should be enough rope. Should be. We don't know exactly how far down it is. It's also all the rope we have. <laughs> okay, if we're gonna do this, we gotta do it fast. Gwangi, tell him the plan. Oh boy. Listen up. Pull once to go lower, twice to stay put, three times to come up. Uh, Four pulls means you've reached the bottom, and it's safe for us to come down. Wait, what, what was the second one? Look, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Your safe word is mystical creature. That's more of a phrase, really? Mystery, you out here? <laughs> Uh-oh. All right, Smallfoot is a clever and entertaining animated feature that focuses upon Channing Tatum's character Migo, a Yeti, which is the snowbound version of Bigfoot, who one day discovers a human a mythical creature known to the Yeti as a small foot after a plane crashes on the mountain where he lives. When Migo goes to get other Yeti to see the creature he's found, the plane and its pilot have disappeared, falling down the mountain. Fueled by his desire for the truth, he's banished from his community by Stonekeeper, played by Common. Migo joins the SES, the Smallfoot Evidentiary Society, to to prove Smallfoot's existence. On an an excursion down that mountain, Migo hilariously encounters Percy, played by James Corden, voiced by James Corden, the host of a Wild Kingdom-like TV show, who ironically has just decided to fake the discovery of his own Yeti. It's their relationship that fuels the rest of the movie. Zendaya plays Migo's love interest, Michi, the brains of the SES, and LeBron James is incredibly funny as the conspiracy-loving SES member, Guanji. Ultimately, Smallfoot is a cute and funny animated twist on evolution theory with some really interesting songs, including an impressive send-up of Queen's Under Pressure called Percy's Pressure. The songs were co-written and directed by Carrie Kirkpatrick and her brother Wayne, who also wrote the music for the acclaimed Broadway musical Something Rotten. For, for the kids, a song by One Direction's Nile Horan, and for the adults, there's the often-used journey rock anthem Don't Stop Believin' that make an appearance in the movie. And Smogfoot is a great movie, although it comes late in the season, for a, and it's a family comedy that parents will like and children will love. So look for Halloween costumes, of course, and Christmas stuffed toys from this movie. Rated PG for some action, rude humor, and mature thematic elements. Smallfoot should leave a big imprint in the box office this week. I gave it a C plus. Hmm, not bad. Next up is the other big movie from the weekend, Night School. Night School follows Teddy, who's played by Kevin Hart, who's a whose world has come crumbling down after blowing up the barbecue store where he works as a salesman. Practically, he was the salesman of the month forever. Now unemployed, Teddy must make a living to support his brand new fiance, Lisa, in order to do so. Teddy must get his GED and go back to high school to get the living that he wanted for the once for his girlfriend, Lisa. In this clip, Carrie, played by Tiffany Haddish, has a heart-to-heart conversation with Teddy. My suspicions were right, and you, my friend, are dyslexic. That's what I got. I knew it. Now that you say it, it makes sense. 
You also have a processing disorder. I got a touch of prostate cancer. She didn't touch my ass one time. I said processing disorder. I'm not processing it. I didn't process none of that. You are just one big, beautiful, mixed drink of learning disabilities. Okay. So how do we fix it? Let's talk solution. Well, there's no cure for what you have. Oh my God. I got learning herpes? There is no such thing as learning herpes. I'm blistering up. It's because I'm trying to think. All right. Written by and directed by Kevin Hart and five other people. Night School is a story of Teddy, a con artist-like high school dropout who is forced to realize that education is truly the way to success. He decides to attend night school at his old high school, as a matter of fact, that he dropped out of during a SAT test. Unfortunately, his high school rival, Stuart, SNL alum, Taryn Killam, is the principal, and Teddy has to further swallow his pride to enter the class. Upon arriving in the school, Teddy meets Carrie, again, that's Tiffany Haddish, who, who with Teddy had a verbal altercation earlier at a streetlight. Carrie soon realizes what she's dealing with in Teddy and has to resort some, to some innovative tactics to get Teddy and the rest of the class to succeed. In her She Ready comedy special, comedy superstar Taddish told a story of how comic genius Kevin Hart helped her when she was living in her car. Director Malcolm D. Lee uh, helped put Tiffany Haddish on the map with her scene-stealing performances in the raunchy hit Girls Trip from last year that also starred Queen Latifah, Jada Pinkett, and Regina Hall. With all that pedigree going into this movie, unfortunately, night school is not a help for Haddish. Where Night Girls Night and Kevin Hart's best comedy work were the R-rated things that were done, Night School seems to have traded its edge for the PG rate, PG-13 rating that it has received. Haddish and Hart are funny. Their chemistry is extraordinarily good. But unlike the scenes where Carrie is using her MMA motivation on Teddy, the movie feels like it's taken off its gloves and is pulling its punches. The comedic performance of Romani Malco, Rob Riggle, Taryn Killam, and Mary Lynn Radcliffe are all thrown into the movie and often wasted except for one scene where the night school class embarks on a test-stealing mission. Maybe it's too much, maybe it's a situation of too many cooks spoiling the pot. Kevin Hart, who's written numerous comedy specials and is embarking on his first feature film writing career, he enlists the assistance of five other writers in doing this movie. And somehow, the movie seems to suffer from a lack of decent writing and probably some overthinking. The real shame is that when you put two com comedic superstars like Hart and Haddish together, you expect bombs. But in this case, we only get firecrackers, fart jokes and silliness abound in the movie. But it's not enough to make the movie funny enough to be anything more than just adequate. Rated PG-13 for crude and sexual content throughout language and dr drug references and violence. Night School is a likable movie that could have been a college course lesson in comedy gold. But it's just a funny story about it getting a GED. I gave it a grade C. I was really disappointed. I wanted so much more from this film. Um, I mean, we're talking about Hart and Haddish here. It should have been excellent, but it was just okay. All right, finally is the uh, is a movie that that premiered at Sundance, and I'm glad to talk about it because it really doesn't come out until next week when Tim will be back. So I'm I'm honored that I'm getting the opportunity to speak about it now. And that movie is called The Hate You Give. The Hate You Give falls, follows Star Carter, who is constantly switching between two worlds, the poor, mostly black neighborhood where she lives and the rich, mostly white prep school where she attends. The uneasy balance between these worlds is shattered when Star witnesses the fatal shooting of her childhood best friend, Khalil, at the hands of a white police officer. Now facing pressures from all sides of the community, Star must find her voice and stand up for what's right. In this clip, Star and her dad, Maverick, break down the meaning of thug life. Trying to make some sense out of it. It's thug life. 
the hate you give little infants. F's everybody. I know what it stands for. What do you think it means? I think it's about us. Us who? Black people. Poor people, everybody at the bottom. Are right, you on it? Pac was trying to school us on how the system's designed against us. Why else you think so many people in our neighborhood deal? They need the money. Yeah. And they no real jobs around here. So they fall into the trap. Based upon the Angie Thomas novel of the same name, The Hate You Give is a powerful film that is full of insight into the life of teenagers and social commentary about all that too familiar reoccurring event of a white police officer shooting, in this case, an unarmed black man. George Tillman Jr. turns in his strongest directorial efforts since Soul Food and Men of Honor as he gently coaxes the story through several events and confrontations towards its shocking finale. Tillman, Tillman creates an emotional roller coaster that takes viewers through both extreme joy and intense pain on a series of highs and lows and twists and turns that will leave the audience physically and emotionally drained by the time the credits roll. Up and coming force of nature, Amanda Stenberg, you remember from Everything, Everything and the Darkest Minds, is at her best in this film, exhibiting an incredible range of emotions that is almost inconceivable for any actress, much less a 19-year-old woman. Stenberg's straightforward and sometimes humorous narration intentionally gives way to her bold and powerful screen work almost in tandem with the growth of Star from her quiet and introspective girl to her courageous and outspoken woman by the end of the movie. While the movie is mainly the voice of Star and her outrage, hate allows us to glimpse the jarring viewpoints of the world around her. The voice of Star's friend, Haley, played by Sabrina Carpenter, echoes a familiar and scary sentiment of many Americans on the fringes of this controversy, who view these tragedies through a jaded and possibly uh, racist lens. Star's policeman, Uncle Carlos, uh, played by Common, relates the third and possibly most terrifying reality of the situation. Russell Hornsby and Regina Hall, Star's parents, who both ground and motivate her while they struggle to protect her from the machinations of Issa Rae and Anthony Mackie. The movie was well-deserved. Darling, coming out of Sundance, I expect both Stenberg and Tillman to receive Oscar nominations and considerations rated for PG, rated PG-13 for thematic elements, violent content, drug material. The Hate You Give is the one young adult drama that has basis in reality that makes it much more relevant and meaningful than everything, everything that has come before. I gave it a grade A. All right. So the hate you give comes to theaters in limited release next week. That's October the 5th and wide release on October 19th. All right. And that's it for my reviews. That's it for the show. I'm, I'm thankful that you guys joined it in this week on behalf of our producer, Jessica Sturgis. I say in closing, please see something good at the movies this week. You got a couple movies out there that are okay, but there's something out there. Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you on the other side.
Look at me crazy cause I ain't invite you Oh you important, you the moral to the story You endorsing what the f- I don't even like you Judy was boring Hello Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com It's my little escape Now Judy's the life of the party Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon Whoa, take it easy Judy the Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.